0: Morning buns? Yeah. What the heck is it? (laughs) Well, Karen, a morning bun, it's made with croissant dough that's light and flaky and buttery, whereas a cinnamon roll has a chewier, more bread-like dough. But most importantly, the morning bun's sprinkled with cinnamon and sugar.
1: You kind of sound like an expert, Matt, on... on, uh...
0: Oh, I know my morning buns. (laughs)
1: And cinnamon rolls and twists and cringles and...
0: Yes, all of those. <laughs> Did you want me to explain the difference between all of those things? So, some have cream cheese in it. If we're going to go down the, the cream cheese varieties, that's going to be episode number three.
1: This is the Dear Bob and Sue podcast, stories from our journey to all the U.S. national parks and other public lands. I'm Karen Smith.
0: And I'm Matt Smith. We're the authors of the Dear Bob and Sue series of books. On today's episode, we'll be talking about one of the most scenic drives in the country, the Cascade Loop Byway that runs through the heart of one of the most scenic national parks in the country, North Cascades.
1: This is an epic road trip in and of itself. But why stop there? What about Washington's two other national parks? Next week, we'll release part two of this series as we continue the journey and take you to Olympic National Park and Mount Rainier National Park.
0: So for all of you who are planning to visit the Washington parks, these two episodes are a roadmap explaining how you can visit all of them on one continuous road trip with a lot of other really remarkable stops along the way, including some state parks and another NPS site.
1: Part one of this two-part road trip series coming up next. All right, we started out with some really big ambitions for this episode, didn't we, Matt?
0: Well, we did, yes. I, when I got the outline, I kept scrolling and scrolling and trying to find the bottom, and I never never found the bottom of the outline. So I knew when we started, this was going to end up being more than one episode.
1: Yeah, well, it makes sense to break it up anyway, since there are two distinct topics. We've got the Cascade Loop Byway, which is today's topic, and then next week, the rest of the road trip through Western Washington. And that particular road trip doesn't have an official name.
0: No, we could give it a name.
1: We could. We'll have to think about that before next week. (laughs) Maybe the Matt and Karen Scenic Byway. Yeah, We
0: could do that. Yeah, we could name it that. Yeah, we get a lot of questions about people who are visiting the Seattle area, Pacific Northwest. They want to see all the parks. How should we do it? All of these kinds of questions. So we thought, well, we'll put together these road trips and or these routes where they can see all the parks.
1: Right. And not just the three national parks, but a lot of really cool stuff along the way.
0: Oh, yeah. There's a ton of stuff along the way that you could stop and do. And we haven't named everything in this episode, right? Oh and, my gosh, and, no. Right, part of the fun is just finding things for yourself.
1: Well, that's just it. It's the whole discovery process, right? Finding cool little out-of-the-way places and and I think that's one of the magical things about a road trip anyway. Right. Now, we are going to give you a lot of information, so you might want to get out your favorite pen or a pencil and paper. I believe Matt that you are making a map of this that we're going to post, right? Well,
0: I was told I was. <laughs> That's why I believe it. I was told I, told I was you making, to making a map and doing a blog post on com, which we, we never post on the blog.
1: I know, we never do. We, we
0: gotta, well, at least we'll put a blog post for this episode so that we can put the map there. Because it does get a little... Detailed.
1: It does. We'll put the link in our show notes or if you just go to mattandkaren.com, you you'll be able to find the blog post with the map. And I think that will help people as we're talking, maybe to look at the map that you've made.
0: Right. It'll be up by the time this recording is posted. So okay, good. So, <laughs> so they if you really wanted to pause It'd take 10 seconds to pull up the map and and be looking at it uh, while you're listening to this episode. So, anyway, uh, yeah, there you go. Okay. Long introduction.
1: That's right. So, so this Cascade Loop scenic driveway, scenic driveway. It's a driveway, it's it's a
0: long driveway.
1: Very long driveway that stretches 440 miles, passing through, as we said, the heart of North Cascades National Park.
0: Actually, though, if you're flying into SeaTac, like most people would be right, the total mileage is going to be closer to 500 miles because you got to drive 30 miles just to start the loop and you're going to have other little side trips. So, yeah, plan on 500 miles ish.
1: So one more thing you will notice as we're talking, we are not going to give you any time frames like on day one, do this, and on day four, do this, because we have no idea how much time you're going to want to spend in any given spot that we're going to talk about. So if you want to stay in a certain place like Leavenworth, which we're going to get to in a minute and hike for a few days, you know, that's going to be different than somebody who is just passing through and is going to get a giant gingerbread cookie. So you all are on your own as far as making your own itinerary I would think and you can give your opinion Matt
0: oh I can (laughs) thank you you
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would think a good sort of time frame to do this entire cascade loop and the parks would be about 10 days what do you think Ish.
0: It would take that long. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could drive the whole. If you just wanted to drive, 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 you could do it in a few days. But yeah. you don't want to do that.
1: No, because we're going to tell you about some really great stops yeah. along the way.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 minimum week, probably ten days to two week trip. But it'd be fantastic trip.
1: Absolutely. If you did it. We're also going to give you some options throughout this episode to bail. <laughs> And head back to SeaTac. So if you don't have enough time, there are ways that you don't have to do the whole thing. You can just do part of
0: this epic road trip. Or people could just do whatever they want.
1: (laughs) They could. (laughs) Sure, sure. Uh yeah.
0: (laughs) Now, this drive, at least the the Cascade Loop part that's going through in and around North Cascades National Park, it's closed in the winter. Right. Or at least a, a section in the middle, which you can't. Can't go east and west on Highway 20 around that closure area. You can only do it when Highway 20 is open. For instance, in 2021, Highway 20 was opened on May 5th, and then it closed on November 15th.
1: And I looked at all the opening and closing dates, and those were pretty typical. Occasionally, Highway 20 will open in April, but usually it's around the 1st of May, and usually it closes Fairly early in November-ish. So just keep that in mind when you're planning. As we've mentioned over and over again, if you want to hike in North Cascades National Park and in Mount Rainier National Park, do not come before July because all of those trails and the higher elevations will be covered with snow. So just FYI, really the best time to do this would be July, August, September, or October.
0: Yeah. And even October is kind of pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's July- August, September are... The key months to hike in the mountains in the Northwest. All right. So we used to do the cascade loop with our kids. That was that was a fun thing when our kids were like middle school age.
1: Yeah, that was actually one of the very first things we did when we moved to Seattle. I don't even think we had explored the parks yet. We did it in the fall over a weekend. So we did this cascade loop in two days. You know, we'd leave on a Saturday, spend the night, one night, and then make it home by dinner time on Sunday. And it was all we always did it in the fall. And I remember it was just such a great fall thing to do because it passes through a lot of agricultural areas and there were always apple stands and apple cider and that kind of thing.
0: I like a good apple cider.
1: Well, and the pie and pies. there was a lot
0: of pie. And and usually <laughs> huh? you get a box of apples yeah. and then make pies when you get home. Yeah. We I, never did that. No, we never did yeah. that. We
1: ate the pies that were already pre made for us <laughs> we, that we just had to pay money for and they would hand them to us. <laughs> that's right. It's just yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's always fun in the fall.
1: It is for sure.
0: Yeah, so if you're going to come to Seattle, and and we're talking about this drive as if you're coming from out of town into Seattle, let's say landing at the airport, you're going to drive north of Seattle to Everett, and that's where you're going to pick up Highway Two and head east.
1: And it's interesting because the entirety of Highway Two stretches 2,600 miles from Everett, where it begins, to Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Now we've never driven it that far, but we have driven it to Montana to Glacier National Park.
0: We've driven a good chunk of it all across the state of Washington and Idaho, and then yeah, and then into Montana to Glacier. And I think we even took it partway then through the northern Montana uh, one time when we were driving to north dakota to teddy roosevelt Mm. national park so yeah we've we've done a a big chunk of highway two
1: yeah and it's beautiful almost the entire way now we're not going to be going that far on this on this cascade loop trip we will only be taking highway two to the town of wenatchee but let's talk about some of the stops you can make between everett and leavenworth
0: well at mile marker 27 you have wallace falls state park that's by the little town of gold bar and it costs ten dollars. You pay that right at, at the trailhead. You can hike to to a couple of waterfalls, two miles from the trailhead. You come to Lower Falls, and then another half mile further is Middle Falls, and they those both have great viewpoints. And you might turn around at Middle Falls because from there on the trail gets pretty steep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another about a half mile further. You have the Upper Falls.
1: Right. If you go all the way to Upper Falls, it's just under three miles. Uh, So it's a six-mile round-trip hike. So this is going to take a little time, but it is a really beautiful stop. Pacific Northwest Forest, there's some cool wooden bridges that they built. And, of course, you've got the waterfalls. So if you need to stretch your legs... This is a good stop if you've got kids who need to get out of the car and, and work off a little energy.
0: Yeah, and people ask us all the time about state parks, so this is a good state park.
1: This is. Now, our, our state parks in Washington do cost, I think almost all of them, cost $10 to visit. We have a Discover Pass uh, that we get for a year, which is $30, but any of you who are visiting from out of state, just know that you're going to pay probably $10 to visit our state parks when you're here.
0: Yeah, and if you think you're going to visit a bunch of them, then you can get the Discover Pass at pretty much any gas station along these routes.
1: And, you know, it is good for entire year. So if you are someone who comes to this area a lot, it's well worth the $30. Now, if the grown-ups need a stop at mile marker 36, there is the Bigfoot Espresso Chalet Coffee Shop. It's on the south side of Highway 2. This has a giant Bigfoot on the outside, like a Bigfoot statue, not a real Bigfoot, um, and some incredible views of Mount Index out the back deck. So this is a great stop if you are a Bigfoot fan because they have all kinds of uh, Bigfoot stuff going on there.
0: They have Bigfoot stuff? <laughs>
1: Bigfoot stuff. Yeah.
0: All right, moving <laughs> Moving further east on Highway 2, if you get to mile marker 56, another fun thing to stop and see is Deception Falls. It's on the north side of the highway. And it's not a very long hike from the little trailhead that's right off the highway. I, I, I don't know how long it is, but it's I mean, it's real short. It's
1: very short. So you could park in the parking lot. I don't think you have to pay for this one. This is not a state park. You walk down the trail and there is a very large, very beautiful waterfall. Another great stop to stretch your legs um, on Highway 2 there.
0: That's right. Now, nine miles further. So at mile marker 65, you're going to get to Stevens Pass. And this is the highest point of the road you're going up over the mountains and and past this, you're going to start coming back down. And and this passes at just about 4,000 feet. And you'll know you're there because... It has the Stevens Pass ski area, and it'll be obvious right. uh, where the ski area is. Yeah. Right. So that's the top of the road.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because on this Cascade Loop, you're going to pass through all these different um, – what do I want to say, Matt?
0: I have no idea what <laughs> you're going to say.
1: <laughs> different types of landscape. So it's Stevens Pass, and along this section of Highway 2, you're in the Alpine beautiful Douglas fir trees. You might still see some snow hanging around. You are in the Alpine. And then as you go further, and we'll talk about that, you enter more of a farmland type of landscape. But the next stop is one of my favorites.
0: At mile marker 99. Yes. The- yeah, it's Leavenworth, Washington. Yes. The- it is a contrived Bavarian <laughs> village. Mm-hmm.
1: And it is darling. It is.
0: It is darling. I would even call it darling.
1: It looks exactly like a Swiss or German village. There's schnitzel. There's lederhosen. There's accordion music. There's the big leader beers that you love, Matt. Are those leader beers? Is that they the are, song? yeah. Okay.
0: One liter beers.
1: <laughs> and the world's largest nutcracker collection is also in Leavenworth and they have festivals throughout the year like a Maypole Festival um, Oktoberfest of course the Christmas tree lighting so it, it is a very fun place to visit
0: there are a lot of places to stay in Leavenworth. The city ordinance is that they all have to look like Bavarian structures. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's plenty of places to stay there.
1: Yes. And lots of shops and lots of restaurants. Can I just work in a quick history channel here about uh, Leavenworth? Because I think this is really important.
0: <laughs> are you going to put the music in?
1: <laughs> sure.
0: All right. All right.
1: All right, back in 1892, the construction of the Great Northern Railway through Tumwater Canyon, which is right by Leavenworth, brought a lot of settlers to this town site, and they named it Leavenworth. And in 1903, the second largest sawmill in Washington State was built there. So Leavenworth was incorporated as a town uh, in September of 1906, and it became a regional office of the Great Northern Railway in the early 1900s. But... In 1925, the railroad relocated to Wenatchee, and they rerouted the rail line, bypassing Leavenworth and causing Leavenworth's economy to spiral downward. The city's population declined well into the 1950s as the lumber mill closed and the stores relocated. So at this point, Leavenworth was doomed to be a ghost town. But the townspeople had a brilliant idea. And in 1965, the decision was made by key business owners to adopt this Bavarian theme and remodel all their buildings, hopefully attracting visitors. And, you know, one of the most impressive facts about this entire project is that it was funded with private money. There was no federal assistance of any kind. So these business owners owners mortgaged everything they had. They underwent an amazing transformation and boy did it work.
0: It did work. Uh Leavenworth's a very popular place in the Pacific Northwest. It's crowded pretty much every weekend. Yes. Uh no matter what the weather is. And so yeah, I would say that this This little idea turned out well for them.
1: And just a couple of our favorite spots. Uh, There is the Gingerbread Factory, which isn't really a factory, as we found out. You were disappointed.
0: More more like a gingerbread (laughs) store. Right. I don't know where the factory is. You were looking for it. Yeah.
1: It's a bakery, basically, with all kinds of baked goods. And then we always eat at the House Bavarian Grill and Beer Garden.
0: I do like that, even though that's not a factory either. (laughs) But but they do have beer and they have uh, brats. Brats. like what Mm -hmm. else do you want? And then you go down to the gingerbread factory slash bakery to get a gingerbread cookie afterwards.
1: Exactly. And there is the Icicle Brewery. Uh, So they have some good beers there. And you can find restaurants that are fancy. You can find places to grab a hot dog. I shouldn't say hot dog. A sausage. Is that what they're called? A brat? Uh, They
0: they have them all. I mean, they have hot dogs, they have brats, they have sausages, they have the whole gamut of tubular-shaped meat (laughs) products.
1: That are bad for you. (laughs) I
0: don't know that they're bad for you. Who says they're bad for you?
1: They're good for you, and so is the leader beer. That's right. (laughs) All right, before we move on from Leavenworth, though— We have to mention, just outside of Leavenworth, there is a hike that you can do, a day hike, to Colchuck Lake. And this is one of the premier hikes in the entire state.
0: It is, and it is also very popular. Mm -hmm. Um, So to hike to Colchuck Lake does not require a permit, which is one of the reasons why it's so popular. But it's also the gateway to the enchantments. So you hike up to Colchuck Lake, and that's about a 2,300 foot elevation gain. And above that is the enchantments, which is just, it's hard to even describe. It's a spectacular Alpine Lakes region. It's really the premier uh, hiking destination in, in the state of Washington. And a camp up there does require a permit, which is extremely difficult to get through a lottery system. Some people, when they can't get a camping permit... They threw hike the enchantments, which is more than twenty miles.
1: Yes, it's twenty some miles, forty five hundred feet elevation gain from one trailhead to the other trailhead. It's brutal. It, it's, it's brutal. It's it's, <laughs> That's my new word when you combine a, brutal and grueling. It's brutal. Yeah, it's extremely brutal. It's
0: a brutal <laughs> hike. We don't. We, we've we've never done the whole thing. we've, yeah. d- we've done uh, almost all of it on different. Hikes.
1: Well, because we did win the lottery, what, two years ago to camp. Um, and so we went with friends. We camped for two nights, which helps a lot. So you don't have to do it all in one swoop. And even that was
0: brutal. Uh, it was, it was
1: <laughs> so anyway but do the day hike to kolchak lake it's this absolutely pristine turquoise blue lake you will love it one tip is the cars park along the road for miles because the trailhead parking fills up in a nanosecond so what we did on my birthday one year a couple years ago we actually got there at about 2 30 or 3 in the afternoon and we just drove right into the parking lot because all of the early bird morning people were gone. We hiked, we got back down, I don't know, it was maybe 7 p.m. This was in August, so there was plenty of daylight left, and we hardly saw anybody.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good way to do it. I mean, you can just try to go super early, but I mean, when we say early, like 5 a.m.,
1: I will say, though, even just the day hike to Colchuck Lake and back, that eight and a half miles, that is a tough hike. There are lots of rocks on the trail and roots across the trail. So that is not an easy hike, but is it is so worth it.
0: Okay, so that is the Leavenworth area.
1: Mm -hmm. And if we're going
0: to continue east on Highway 2, uh, only 23 miles further is the town of Wenatchee.
1: And so if you cannot get a room in Leavenworth because the motels and hotels are sold out, you could probably get a room in Wenatchee. And it's just a little bit further on Highway 2. Now, Wenatchee... It's not a Bavarian village.
0: No, it's not. No. But it is the apple capital of the world.
1: True. There's a lot
0: of apples there. Or at least they store them there. They grow grow the apples in and around the area of Wenatchee.
1: There are, you know, some restaurants. I think there's a couple of breweries. There isn't really anything remarkable about Wenatchee, but it's a fine place to spend the night if you're in the area.
0: So we won't be sending this episode to the Wenatchee Chamber of Commerce to get their <laughs> endorsement.
1: <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> All right, now moving on from Wenatchee, we're going to get off of Highway 2 and take Highway 97 up to the little town of Chelan, and that's about
0: 40 miles. And you're going to be driving on the west side of the Columbia River, and so you're going to have great views of the Columbia River as it winds through like a deserty kind of area of the state of Washington. So that's really interesting because you have vineyards and apple orchards, and you have this beautiful river, but it's also kind of desert-like.
1: Yes, this is where the landscape makes a huge change from your alpine region to this open farmland, also deserty-looking landscape. Now, Chelan has Lake Chelan, which is this long and skinny lake. It's about 50 miles long. It's only one to two miles wide, and its maximum depth is over 1,400 feet, making it the third deepest lake in the country.
0: Yeah, we talked about this lake and taking the Lady of the Lake Ferry from the town of Chelan up to the remote town of Stahican up in the North Cascades Park complex. We talked about that in our episode about North Cascades National Park, episode number 43. Taking that ferry back there is also where you see the landscape change from this desert area Back to the, you know, the Alpine regions up to the, you know, the, the far northwest part of the lake.
1: Now, if you are interested in taking the Lady of the Lake Ferry up to Stahekan, this isn't something you're gonna do spur of the moment. You're gonna need to make ferry reservations ahead of time online, and you are going to need to get a room in Tehekan for the night because you don't want to take that many hour boat ride up and then turn around and take it right back without seeing anything. So there is a lodge right there at the ferry dock called the North Cascades Lodge. There is a visitor center there. So plan on spending at least one night, maybe two nights. And again, again, you would need to do all this planning ahead of time.
0: Right. And the town of uh, Chelan is very popular in the summertime because the lake's there and there's a ton of recreation. Matter of fact, there's a section of the lake on the north end that's part of Lake Chelan National Recreation Area. And so when we talk about the North Cascades Park Complex, there's, there's three big ones. There's the Lake National Recreation Area, the park itself, so North Cascades National Park, and then on the further northwest side, there's Ross Lake National Recreation Area. Those three units combined are huge, and they're kind of managed together as, mm-hmm. a, as a single park complex.
1: One more note, the town of Chelan, you know, it used to be that people would go there for the lake recreation, but now there are more than 30 wineries in the valley and over 300 acres of vineyards, and it's now become a place where people go to do wine tasting weekends and and such. We have actually spent the night in Chelan when we did this Cascade Loop with our family. That's a good place to stop and spend the night.
0: That's right. Okay, so from Chelan. We're going to continue driving north on 97 up to Highway 153 and to Winthrop. So from Chelan up to Winthrop, the little town of Winthrop, that's about a 60-mile drive. And that's a beautiful drive, too. It is. a Well, the whole thing is beautiful.
1: Yes. yes. Now, Winthrop, we have mentioned this before. This is a great home base to visit North Cascades National Park. So if you want to spend some time in the park, you might want to book two nights in Winthrop. But before you get to Winthrop, you're going to pass through the town of Twisp in the heart of the Metow Valley.
0: Yeah, Twisp is kind of an interesting little town. We've spent a lot of time in Twisp because our friends John and Lolly uh, have a place there. And uh, we've we visited there many times. There's some great stops. If you're just passing through, you might want to you might wanna go to Blue Star Coffee Roasters. Mm-hmm. Fantastic coffee shop there. And uh, also the Twisp River Tap House is right there in town. And the Cinnamon <laughs> Twisp bakery i was wondering if you're
1: gonna mention that
0: <laughs> always go to <laughs>
1: what's the thing that you like to get there is it what um, is it called a cinnamon twist? that yeah thing? it's the twists. Yeah. it's the big
0: well there's i think they have a kringle they have a bear claw there's the twists. Oh, okay the, or they, do they call them Twists? Okay. I don't know.
1: I don't know. We just get everything it's, when we go in there.
0: It's cinnamony, it's twisty, it's got sugar on it.
1: So that's really all you need to know. Right. <laughs> all right, Yes. Yeah, so Twisp is really cute. And like we said, you will pass through there on your way to Winthrop. But let's, let's focus on Winthrop because this is what's kind of interesting. Winthrop is a Western-themed town, just like Leavenworth is a Bavarian-themed town. And kind of the exact same thing happened. So... Winthrop was not on anybody's map until the 1970s when they built the North Cascades Highway, you know, connecting the park to Winthrop. The park road opened in 1972, and this gave tourists visiting the North Cascades access to the town and the Metau Valley. So Winthrop decided to capitalize on this new tourist trade by changing up its downtown. A local business person had the idea to revive the town's Old West charm, So this idea took hold, and the town was transformed back into its Wild West past. Modern buildings were replaced with wooden facades, and sidewalks were replaced with wooden planks. And I have to say, you know, you might think this sounds really kitschy. It it actually works really well, and it does feel like an old West town, doesn't it? Well,
0: it does, because the area... I mean, it kind of looks like this would be natural, and it it kind of is natural. I mean, I know it's it's contrived that they put in these facades, but it fits the area. It looks like uh, the landscape around it. And yeah, this is another example of redefining your town along a certain theme that works. Maybe they got the idea from... Leavenworth. They did. That's what I read. Yes. They they
1: saw how how well Leavenworth was doing, and they thought they could do the same. And they did, and it's working. Of course, the location can't be beat, you know, right there next to North Cascades. Um, We have a few places that we always go to when we stay in Winthrop.
0: Where are those, Karen?
1: (laughs) Well, two of our favorites are the Old Schoolhouse Brewery and a restaurant and saloon called Three-fingered Jacks that has welcomed us in sweaty, dirty, muddy. <laughs>
0: I, yeah, we've we've been to a lot of restaurants in Winthrop. Smelly, dirty, <laughs> dusty. Uh, we went to the Schoolhouse Brewery after our horse pack trip. And not only were we just covered in dirt, we smelled like horses, Mm -hmm. and we didn't care.
1: Yeah. And really, nobody else cared, or at least they they didn't act like they cared. If you're looking for some good pizza, there's East 20 Pizza. Now, anyone interested in fine dining, uh, there is a restaurant we've heard great things about called Arrow Leaf Bistro. Now, we never do fine dining (laughs) when we're visiting the park, so we haven't actually been there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, we haven't, no. But we have been to the Rocking Horse Bakery, mm-hmm. which is fantastic.
1: That's uh, really yeah, good. good. Good
0: place for coffee in the morning. Yes. And a morning bun.
1: I don't even know what that is. It's,
0: but... <laughs> a morning bun's is one of the best things you could eat for breakfast. Okay, I
1: still don't know what it is.
0: <laughs> morning buns? Mor- yeah. What the heck is it? <laughs> well, Karen, a morning bun, it's made with croissant dough that's light and flaky and buttery whereas a cinnamon roll has a chewier, more bread-like dough. But most importantly, the morning buns sprinkled with cinnamon and sugar.
1: You kind of sound like an expert, Matt, on... on uh...
0: Oh, I know my morning buns.
1: <laughs> and cinnamon rolls and twists and cringles and...
0: <laughs> that's Yes, all of those. Did you want me to explain the difference between all of those things? So, some have cream cheese in it. If we're going to go down the, the cream cheese varieties, that's going to... Be episode number three.
1: (laughs) Right. I think that, yeah, we need to focus here. (laughs) All right. And in the summer, you will see crowds of people hanging outside Sherry's Sweet Shop eating ice cream, having ice cream cones. It's right on the, the main intersection. Winthrop is very small. So this little historic western part of the town is, what, three blocks long, maybe? Right. Yes. Total. There is also on that little main drag, there are two really good outdoor stores. There's a bookstore and other retail shops.
0: Yeah, we always go to the Cascade Outdoor Shop there, and uh, they have a great selection of outdoor gear, and we always like to support the local stores so that they are doing well and will stay in business because we, we visit Winthrop a few times a year, and we love love going there.
1: And if you are a fan of wine, there is a winery there called Lost River Winery. So just to give this some kind of context, when we drive from our house, which is just north of Seattle a little bit, and we drive to Winthrop, now, we're not making all of those stops that we just told you about. We're just going directly to Winthrop. It takes us about four hours to drive there.
0: Yeah, so that gives you a a sense of how far along this loop we are. Right. Now, at this point of the trip, you're now on Highway 20, which actually comes in from the east just before you get to Twisp. So from downtown Winthrop, you're going to head west on 20, and that's called the North Cascades Highway. Right. Yeah. And another 14 miles west along the Metau River. And Metau, by the way, if you're looking at a map, it's spelled M-E-T-H-O-W. It's not a T-H sound. It's a T sound. Mm -hmm. So it's the Metau Valley. You come to the little town of Mazama.
1: Yes, and you do have to turn off. It doesn't sit right on Highway 20. It's like two blocks off of Highway 20. You'll see the sign. You'll be taking a right turn. And this is a great stop because it's the last stop for food and gas for 60 miles.
0: That's right. There's no services in the park.
1: It's very tiny. It's not even one block. But you can get some really good food to take into the park with you.
0: Mazama is Coming up in the world, Karen. Mm. I mean, first of all, the Mazama General Store has always been fantastic. The one thing about the Mazama General Store is they make a a baguette, a, sea a, salt a, baguette, a sea salt baguette, which is maybe one of the best things we've ever eaten. <laughs> I mean, we have we have at times after hikes bought a couple of those and just eaten it straight, like no butter, no. We didn't make sandwiches out of it. We just like eat it like wolves.
1: We did. We yeah. rip off hunks. <laughs> And stuff it in our face like wolves. Right.
0: That's it. It's so good. It doesn't even need anything on top of it. Of course, you can take it with you and make sandwiches or, or whatever. They also have great coffee. They have... A little bar out outside they have yeah. draft beer they right. make sandwiches so that's that's a great place right
1: and then the old schoolhouse brewery that we mentioned in Winthrop they have leased a building there and it's called Mazama Public House and you can get food and you can get beer there and there is also an outdoor store right there called Goat's Beard
0: right and there's a, a little resort there with some rooms yeah so for as small as that little town is, it has a lot going on. It does. And I think there are other things in the works. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you definitely want to see Mazama. It's kind of one of those places where if you're in the area, somebody, somebody from the Northwest is going to ask you, well, did you go to Mazama? And you're going to want to say yes, because it's just a kind of a cool hangout.
1: Definitely. And so now you're going to get back on Highway 20 and you're going to continue heading west through North Cascades National Park. As we mentioned, we have an entire episode out about North Cascades National Park. So we don't have time to go into all the things to do in the park. But I did want to mention, (laughs) don't miss the Washington Pass Overlook. You'll be driving right by the turnoff. If you want to stretch your legs, the Blue Lake Trail has a lot of bang for your buck. It's only four miles round trip and it's this gorgeous blue lake. And then we also love to stop every time at the Diablo Lake Overlook.
0: Right. That Washington Pass that you mentioned is kind of the high point of the highway. And then now you're coming down as you're going west. And you're maybe halfway through the mountains, you get to the Diablo Lake Overlook. And that, that is a, it's a spectacular overlook. And if you're wanting to do hikes, there's a lot of hikes off of Highway 20 along the stretch. Yes. There's also a visitor center in the town of New Halem. And you'll know that you're in New Halem because uh, there's a dam there. Uh, It's still a place where they're producing electricity. And it's kind of a company town where people who work at the electricity plant live there.
1: This is a great stop if you have kids with you. There's a general store, restrooms, and a couple of short, easy hikes like Trail of the
0: Cedars and Ladder Creek Falls. And next to the town is the turnoff to North Cascades National Park Visitor Center.
1: Yes. However, this visitor center, this and this is the main one, this is on the very far west side of the park when you will have already gone through the park. So you want to do your research ahead of time because you're not going to be able to ask a ranger until now you're already at the end. So study what you want to do. Know the hikes. I know there is a visitor center, a Winthrop visitor center. They probably have a park map. But anyway, just do your homework ahead of time and know where you want to hike and where you want to stop. Um, and then you'll hit the visitor center at the end.
0: Okay. We got to keep going because yes. we got a bunch more to talk mm-hmm. about. So from here, you're going to continue going west on Highway 20 until you get completely out of the mountains and you get hit I-5. Now, if this is all the time you have for your trip... You could go south on I-5 and go back to Seattle and the airport, but we're not done with the Cascade Loop yet. Next, we're headed to Whidbey Island.
1: Now, if you're coming or going from the north side, there is a bridge, Deception Pass Bridge. If you're coming from the south or the west side of the island, there is no bridge, but there are two ferry routes, so you have to take a ferry.
0: So you're going west on Highway 20, you get to the turnoff to Whidbey, you're turning left or south towards Whidbey, and you get to Deception Pass State Park, which is where the bridge is that actually connects the mainland to Whidbey Island.
1: Right. And you guys, this is one of the scenic wonders of the Pacific Northwest. It truly is. This is a magnificent bridge. It was built in 1934. It opened in 1935. The roadway part of it is 180 feet above the water, and the total length is about 1,500 feet.
0: There are two spans of the bridge with Pass Island in the middle. So if you're going to go And park and walk across it just know that there's two sections of it
1: yes and that's the thing a lot of people want to walk across it and we'd highly recommend it because the views are incredible so here's the deal as you're coming up to the bridge on the north side before you cross over there are a lot of pull out parking areas just right alongside the road that you can pull into and walk across the bridge and that won't cost you anything If you drive over the bridge, there is a big parking lot on the south side, and you can park there, but that is considered part of Deception Pass State Park, and it will cost you $10 to park in that lot and walk across the bridge.
0: Yeah, and if you are walking across the bridge, there are a set of stairs that you can get off the bridge and kind of walk down underneath the bridge. There's a little little trail there. It's not it's not very far, but you get a good view of underneath the bridge and the pass itself. And that, that's kind of an interesting perspective of yes, the bridge. Yes,
1: definitely. Now, one thing we just wanted to mention really quickly is there is a great hike we like to do in Deception Pass State Park. It's called Rosario Head to Lighthouse Point. This section, you're going to take a right on Rosario Road. This is before you go over the bridge. You drive to Rosario Beach. Now, you can hike anywhere from one and a half to four and a half miles because there are connector trails that just keep on going. This is a beautiful hike. And if you've got the time and you want to stretch your legs, you should absolutely do this.
0: So this is interesting also because the CCC built a lot of the infrastructure there, the roads, the trails, the picnic shelters back in the 1930s and 40s. And they did a great job, of, like most of what the CCC built These structures are still in place, still being used. Yeah, and that's interesting to see that history.
1: It is. Every time I see things that the CCC built, I feel like it transforms a place into a national park-looking spot, don't you think? That's right. (laughs) Now, if you're looking for a charming town to stop in for food and drink, the town of Coopville is about 20 miles south of Deception Pass Bridge. Coopville is Washington State's second oldest community, and most of this little downtown area, it still looks the same way it did more than a 100 years ago. Um, there's little wine tasting rooms
0: and bookstores and some restaurants
1: and some small shops along Front Street there.
0: And very close to Coopville, visitors might be surprised to learn that there's a National Park Service site there. It's one of the smallest ones in the country called Eby's Landing National Historical Reserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also surrounded by a state park. So there's a lot more public land than just this NPS site. And the hiking there is fantastic. There's this Prairie Ridge Trail. And that, that's a beautiful hike. You're hiking for part of the way up on a ridge that's overlooking the ocean. Then the trail goes down the ridge and uh, along the beach. But the last time we were there, when we were up on the ridge, we saw a pod of orca whales. Oh my gosh! Just traveling along the coast, and we just sat there for twenty minutes watching. I don't know. There was maybe seven or eight of them.
1: Yes, it was unbelievable to see. It was such a thrill. It, you know, even living here in the Pacific Northwest, every time we get the chance to see orcas out in the water, it's just an amazing thrill. Now, this is a great hike, a great stop, especially if you're visiting, you know, NPS sites. Just really quickly, you drive to the end of Cook Road. There's a parking area there. The trail basically starts at this historic farmstead. It was the home of Sarah and Jacob Eby and their family back in the mid-1800s.
0: And from there, you continue walking toward the water until you reach the Bluff Trail and then take a right at that junction.
1: And then if you want to continue on, it actually takes you down to the water. You walk down to the beach and back. The whole thing, if you do the entire thing, is about a five-mile loop. Incredible views of the water and the surrounding area. And maybe, you know, maybe you'll get lucky like we did and see whales.
0: Yeah, and you get your passport stamped at the Jacob and Sarah Eby house.
1: Okay, so we've been there a few times. The first time we went, it was open and there was a volunteer in there. The second time we went, it was not open. It's only open seasonally on certain days. So just note, there are a lot of other locations in the town of Coopville where you can get your National Park stamp, including the Coopville Chamber of Commerce. So if that stamp is important to you, make sure you stop and get that.
0: Yeah, Whidbey Island is long and skinny, and when you're in Coopville, you're a little less than halfway through the island.
1: The southeast end of Whidbey Island is the unofficial end of the Cascade Loop Byway. So if you're wrapping up your trip and heading home, you drive to the Clinton Ferry Terminal and take the ferry to Mukilteo.
0: And this ferry, it doesn't take reservations. It's first come, first served. But if you miss the ferry that you were planning on, You'll be in line for the next ferry, and they run pretty frequently, so you should be okay.
1: Yeah. And this ferry takes you to Mukilteo, which is a town right next to Everett, where we started the Cascade Loop. And then, of course, you could drive back um, to Seattle on I-5, so that kind of closes the loop.
0: But your journey doesn't have to end here. If you're planning to visit the other two Washington National Parks... We'll continue the journey from the west side of Whidbey Island on our next episode.
1: So tune in next week as we travel to the wild and rugged Olympic Peninsula, then circle around through our state capital and into the alpine beauty of Mount Rainier National Park. But Matt, I'm sure everyone is wondering, will there be any
0: bakeries along the way? Oh yeah, definitely in part two.
1: All right. Stay tuned for all that goodness coming your way.